Hey, YDKMers, Veeps here. I'm sure you've noticed that we have made some small improvements in terms of quality lately, and we're looking to make some more. The only problem that we're really having is a lack of sponsors, but I'm very interested in keeping the show ad-free for you guys. So if you want to throw a few dollars our way to help us kind of keep the lights on here and keep the show moving forward, we would really appreciate that. You can donate really easily on the site. It's ydkmpodcast.com, and there's a big donate button right there. And we'd love to hear from you guys. We're interested in giving you swag for all of your donations, so let us know what kind of merch you're interested in. Do you want beer koozies? Do you want t-shirts? Make sure to tweet at us, comment on our social media, on Instagram, or just write us an email at ydkmpodcast at gmail.com and let us know what you'd like. Now enough of all that money talk, on to today's show. But you don't know me. Shut up and sit down. Welcome back to You Don't Know Me, a podcast about people you don't know. Today we have two fantastic guests for you. We have the return of the infamous Tink. Hey guys. We also have today Mr. J. Hello. Nice to meet everyone. And in honor of Dragon Con coming to Atlanta Labor Day weekend, we are going to be talking about a little bit of con fever here. Uh, Mr. J is, has been a longtime con participator, and we are going to hear some of his favorite stories and experiences from going to cons over the years, as well as Tink, who's going to be my co-host this episode. She's got a lot to contribute as well. So we hope you enjoy it. So, Mr. J, what got you into cons and cosplaying and the whole, like, fantasy world of dressing up as another character? Well, I was 16 years old when I first heard about Dragon Con, and I had been visiting a comic book store for a while here in Atlanta, and they told me about an awesome convention here in Atlanta called Dragon Con, and I immediately perked up. (laughs) And I says, what's that? And my uh, friends that worked there told me about it and that they were going and they had a hotel room and that they offered me floor space if I wanted to come down. (gasps) And uh, my parents were enthusiastically crazy enough to actually let a 16-year-old kid ride Marta by himself. And uh, because, you know, Atlanta is such a wonderful, safe city for a 16-year-old to roam around (laughs) by himself. And... uh, I went down there to check it out, Um, didn't really know what to expect. I was interested in comic books at the time, and it was the fifth year of Dragon Con at that time. So this is my 25th anniversary of going. So that was 1991, and um, at the time, Dragon Con was only being held in the Atlanta Hilton. It was only in one hotel, and that was the very first year if I have all my dates correct. Now, please, everyone, there will be embellishments on these stories. There will be memory fog from years of alcohol abuse and and uh, uh, con coming in and out and con crud, if everyone is familiar with the illness that comes with Dragon Con. Oh, and gosh. Yes, and, uh, and everything. So uh, grains of salt are involved here. So, uh, but... This was the very first year that 
um, DragonCon had admitted science fiction into their track, their tracks of interest. So I was real excited about that because Star Trek The Next Generation was still on the air at the time. And they actually had Marina Sirtis, who played Counselor Troy, Deanna Troy. Pause for concentration. Mm. <laughs> Just let that sink in. Yep. So is that Simpson your first Nerd. like redheaded crush? Well, she her? wasn't the redhead. Oh, okay. Dr. Sorry. Crusher was the redhead. Oh, okay. And okay. yes, that was my first redheaded crush ever. <laughs> Dr. Crusher. Again, another pause. Homer Simpson moment. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And um, so Marina Sirtis was going to be there. And of course, I found out that at conventions that stars signed autographs. So I thought, wow, that would be amazing to meet a star. I mean, I was a 16-year-old kid that grew up in the South. I didn't meet stars. Who met stars? You know, celebrities. That's... Atlanta wasn't as impressive then. Exactly. It wasn't, it wasn't the mini Hollywood that it is now. And, uh, or should I say mega Hollywood yeah. like it is now. There's nothing mini about it. And um, so I was really excited about getting to meet Marina Sirtis. I mean, I was a, I've been a geek my whole life, you know. And, uh, and I was really excited because back then um, the comic book artist aspect of it was still really big, you know. Mm. And, and I'm sure it is today. I'm not downsizing that. But we all know how Dragon Cotton has grown. Uh, but going and meeting an artist that draws your favorite comic book is just as exciting, in my opinion, as seeing uh, an actor on the screen, you know. I agree. And um, so I packed my little day bag and, uh, and went trekking tra-la-la-la down, <laughs> down Marta and uh, got to the at, uh, Atlanta Hilton and thought, wow, this place is big. Little did I know what Dragon Con would grow into. And, uh, and that's what took me to Dragon Con for the very first year. And no lie, the instant that I hit the entrance of the hotel, I was hooked. And here we are 25 years later. And uh, no lie, I was, I was that guy that did this. When I get in line to meet Marina Sirtis... And I had my little, back then autographs didn't cost any money. Can you believe <laughs> it was that? Free. It was. You could get anything autographed by anyone at the convention for free, you know, as long as you bought your ticket in admittance at ticket into the convention, you could do anything there for free. The good old days. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, and there wasn't a, it was so funny because it wasn't in a convention room or anything she was sitting at a table in one of the hallways you know signing autographs and there was a line for her of course but uh, when I'm in line I was that guy right I get up to the to the table and I look at her and I'm a 16 year old kid right mm -hmm. and and I looked at her and I said Miss Sirtis I would love to have your baby I did. I did it. I was that douchebag that just said that to her. And she's extremely British. So she said something with her dry sense of humor back at me to the effect of, um, I think there may be complications with that, sir, you know, or something. And, uh, and uh, she signed my little autograph book and I went on my merry way. And I just thought I was the most important person of the entire convention after that <laughs> and that's what took me to dragon con was 
comic books and Marina Sirtis. Yeah. So we owe everything of the man I am today to her, Counselor Troy. Golf clap. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, so and she's never been back since. Oh, I'm so sorry. And it's my fault. <laughs> the 16-year-old trying to lay. 16-year-old tried to have her baby. So is Dragon Con the only cons that you do go to? No. I, it is the only con that I attend regularly. Okay. Like on a schedule. But I have been to... Um, I'm so sorry. I just forgot the name of it. Um, I have been to a horror convention that is a lot of fun in Raleigh, North Carolina. And I'm going to try and find the name of that one. Um, uh, Atlanta used to have strictly a comic book convention, uh, an artist convention that has morphed into uh, other things. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was fun. Um, but it was more of a of a one-day kind of thing. Gotcha. It would still go on multiple days, but you really didn't need to go multiple days. And um, that has morphed into... I think it morphed into things like, and again, I may be wrong on this, um, but I think it morphed into either MomoCon or uh, AWA, um, uh, Anime Weekend Atlanta. Oh, God, I want to go to MomoCon. Are one of those. But it used to just be Atlanta Comic Weekend, I mean, uh, Comics Expo or Atlanta Comics Expo or something. And I think it may still go on a little bit, Mm -hmm. but, um, but I'm not quite sure. Um, so I, I've gone to that, um, and there have been a few other small conventions that have gone on as well. Now, back in the early 90s, uh, well, all throughout the 80s and early 90s, um, there used to be uh, Star Trek conventions, actual just Star Trek conventions, before larger conventions started taking over. Yeah. And, um, and those were... Uh, just Trek, you know, and those were really awesome. And those were the very first ones I ever went to. So when we moved, when my family moved to Atlanta in 1990 and I was 15, they would, they would have those conventions here a couple of times a year. And uh, I remember when I first started driving in at 16 in 1990, um, that was the very first thing I was so excited about is I wanted to go to one of these conventions really, really, really badly, yeah. right? And there was one with Patrick Stewart. Oh, God, I love him. I know, right? And it was the very first one I ever went to. And I do not remember the name of it or what it was called, but it was just solely a Star Trek convention. Yeah. It was at a hotel that no longer exists. It was called the Castlegate Hotel. And it was somewhere right off of 285, which is the perimeter here in Atlanta. And it was on the south side somewhere below Memorial Drive. I remember that. Uh, below it. Not near Memorial Drive. But I just remember it was below that. And it, you could see it from the highway. And it had these, it was called the Castle Gate because it had these weird peaks that looked like castle peaks. Right? And I went there. And these Star Trek conventions basically were just a guest of honor who had one panel sp- one it, you really couldn't call it a panel since it's just one guest so they would speak for their hour they would take some questions from the audience and then they would go sign autographs and again the autographs were free because that's all you really got with the, the t- your admission ticket yeah you know and then they would have a dealer's room 
And that's all a, conven- a Star Trek convention was back then. And they might have a costume contest as well. But it's really just a one-day thing. And this one was with Patrick Stewart. And again, the next generation was still on the air. So this was really exciting and in the moment, right? Mm-hmm. And I got to go. And again, my parents, as wonderful as they are, let me go by myself. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, things that we would never do today, right? Yeah. And um, Patrick Stewart was just as nice and as regal as he ever is. And... Um, he was a fantastic speaker. This was the very first time other, you know, the Marina Sirtis story was great, but uh, the Patrick Stewart that I'm telling story that I'm telling you about now was was before my first Dragon Con. Okay. So this was really my first time ever meeting any celebrity or having contact with a, a, a geek uh, influence on my life. Yeah. And... Um, and it was it was just the same type of scenario, just going to a table and walking up and getting an autograph and moving on. Um, and there isn't any funny story with Patrick Stewart, but it was just such a phenomenal experience. And uh, you didn't get to get your picture taken with them back then. There were no selfies back then <laughs> or anything. Um, but I did get pictures of him because you were allowed to take photos, you know, back then also. And, um, but so I do have pictures of him at that convention and, uh, he's truly a man that never ages, you know, he's looked the same. Now he does look older, but when he was 40, he still looked older. You know what I mean? He's like Morgan Freeman. Exactly. You know, I, I have a feeling they were born or in their 40s. Oh, my God. Pharrell. Oh, my yes. God. He doesn't age. Yeah. So um, so that was the very first convention I ever went to. And there were um, a few more of those conventions that I attended. There was another one that came through Atlanta um, that had Michael Dorn, who played Worf on The Next Generation, and... Um, and James Doohan, who played the original Scotty on the original Star Trek, they were at the same one together. Oh, that's awesome. And yeah, and that was a really cool day because, um, again, the next generation was currently on the air. So to meet Worf was incredible. And he is an amazing person and he is an amazing orator. He's an amazing speaker. Um, so he just exudes positivity, you know. Um, and he's an incredible creative mind also, Michael Dorn is. So that was a long lasting impression on me. And James Doohan, let me tell you about James Doohan. Okay. okay? (laughs) Um, he did pass away shortly after. So, uh, to actually be able to say that I sat in a room with him telling stories, uh, that was, that was truly great. But James Doohan was the epitome of a dirty old man. Oh, God. Really? So, <laughs> Give him all he, you got, Captain. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure he had given all he got many times. <laughs> I'm so done. He, um, it was so funny because he's, he's at the front of the room and it wasn't like a convention hall like at the Marriott Marquis or the Hyatt Regency where this room would seat thousands of people, right? This was a small meeting room at a small hotel 
and there might have been a hundred people in the room. So James Dewan is standing at the front of the room and he's older and, you know, he had that card that the old person card that you wave <laughs> where you just have the freedom to say anything you want yeah. and don't care. You can flip a little right. crowd of kids off. Exactly. <laughs> so he's standing at the front of the room and it's question time. So people start wanting to ask questions. And unlike at Dragon Con where there's a microphone on two ends of the room and people have to go to those microphones and make a line, back in those days, people just stood up and or raised their hand, right? Yeah. So many, many people in the room are wanting to ask a question, right? And James Dewan is just pointing and letting people ask the question when he points at them. Well, all he's doing is pointing out the pretty ladies in the room and letting them speak, right? And so if a young lady stands up or asks a question, they would be sitting down to ask if he calls on a particular young lady that was attractive in his opinion, he would be like, okay, stand up. I can't see you stand up, you know? (laughs) So they would stand and then he would, they would start asking their question and then he would be like, I can't hear you. Can you speak a little louder? And she would start speaking. And then he's like, no, I, I still can't hear you. You need to come a little closer. Oh, God. So she would walk a few steps further and he's like, no, no, no. I Come come all the way up here. Just come on. So she would come forward and she'd be standing in front of him a few feet away. And he's like, I still can't hear you. Come on up. Come on. You, you know what? Just just come here. Give Give old James a hug. You know, whisper right here in my ear to where he's finally just embracing the young lady. What a dirty old man. He was. He really, really was. But of course, it's hysterical because he's a celebrity and he's an older gentleman and he was portly, quite portly at the time. And it was, the more I think about it, it was really, really demeaning. Oh, yeah. You know, it was. And it's not something that in retrospect i've ever ever approved of but he was he was a dirty old man but he made it very humorous he told very funny stories and it was still a privilege to meet him and get his autograph yeah for sure Um, but yeah those were the conventions that i i used to go to and i'm still going to look up the name of that raleigh north carolina that is so cool i what i like about cons is now that every nerdum has one so we i know doctor who is a big one i know they just had a con they have a, a wizard one too. Ooh, really? I know that they even have a fairy con. I really want to go to. Oh, I know. It's I've all, never heard of that one. Yeah, it's called Fairy World. Literally, you're outside camping, and everyone's dressed up as fairies. Awesome bands from like Ireland and Scotland come and play music, and there's like vendors. It's like a three or four day like thing. That is like on my top list. Let's. Are we gonna go Veeps? Are we gonna go? We're gonna tell you, right? Veeps is so down. I am so excited. But yeah, there's a <laughs> lot of crazy cons now. So when you usually think of cons, you're like Star Trek, but now you got Doctor Who, you got, um, what's that one that everyone's watching now with the two guys that, uh, Paranormal. Oh. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Uh, you just it's supernatural. Just supernatural, yeah, same thing. Did Sorry. you just need to ask the name of Supernatural with those two guys? Are you gonna come here and choke me? Because I the look in your eye oh just my scared gosh. me. You you just lost cool points. Oh my! I will gain Tink. them back. Nerd card return. Revoked. It's about to be revoked. This. Yes. This is all, no. But anyways, but there's a lot. I just think it's great that this um, these something so small has now branched out and is so big now. Like it's. 
crazy. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, and then on when you come think of cons, automatically cosplayers come with cons. So cosplayers are people that dress up as like favorite anime characters, superheroes, comic books, anything that you can name. And it's just really fun to see like people spend time and make these really elaborate costumes and you're like, damn, I wish I could make something like that. So it's just I really love the artistic side of Definitely. Being and a nerd. you know, um Dragon Con is world renowned and supposedly is the premier convention in the United States for costuming. And I know that's debatable and people that go to numerous conventions throughout the year have their favorite, I'm sure. Isn't the one in California really big? Comic Con? Like Oh yeah. San massive. Diego is huge. Yeah. And and it's it's a definite must stop for cosplayers and everything. But you know, there are so many things that make Dragon Con unique um, as far as it staying in the hotels. You know, yeah. with it being in five hotels, um, it makes it a lot more intimate. And they used to pursue, the city of Atlanta used to pursue Dragon Con every year to try and get it moved to the convention centers, the World Congress Center or something like that. And Dragon Con always turned them down because the fans just love it being in the hotels. Mm -hmm. And they quit pursuing them because they knew that it's not going to happen. Yeah. Whereas you go to these other conventions and they're always in a convention center, you know, usually, especially the mega conventions and everything. So uh, Dragon Con has really made a name for itself and a reputation for being the one of the top conventions for cosplaying, you know. Yeah. No, one of the things that really impressed me about Dragon Con was just how incredibly diverse kind of it really was. I mean, the the fandoms there are, it spans everything. Um, it's a lot of pop culture. I was actually really surprised by that. I mean, I thought it was going to be specifically like focused on sci-fi, but like you said, which I didn't know, sci-fi was kind of a later addition. Yes. To the con. Um, so I guess that makes sense. I mean, it's it's very much a pop culture, like anything that you're nerdy about, you can find your people yeah. at Dragon Con. Dragon Con started out as a fantasy convention that was based in books. Mm -hmm. It was mainly as a, <laughs> it was mainly a convention that started out with a base in like the, the world of Pern. I'm sorry, Tink, maybe you can... Um, reference that writer the the original writer of that if you want to look it up because i want to i we would need to give a shout out can to the you, author can you repeat the question pern sorry <laughs> the world of pern um is one of the major um uh book series that started people started uh dragon con on mm. i've never heard of it yeah we need a moment of reference. Um, <laughs> but things like that. Um, it's a Pern is a fictional planet created by Anne McCaffrey. There we go. Anne McCaffrey. Her books are huge. There's dragons. Yes. You like dragons. So, which is why. Oh. So I guess that's where the name comes from. Dragon Con. Con. Ooh, Correct. history. So it was going to be solely about fantasy and novelizations and comics um, and things like that. Um, and as the fan base grew for Dragon Con, they knew that their interests or tracks, as they're called, needed to expand also. 
And at first, as new tracks were admitted, it was quite um, stressful for Dragon Con, as I have grown to know uh, or hear. I'm not an expert on the history of Dragon Con, but you can't go as long as I've gone, gone, been going without picking up on some of yeah, this. Yeah, sure. Um, so there was a lot of debate whether or not they should even be admitted into it. Uh, these other tracks of interest should even be admitted into it but it's done nothing of course but blossom as it's gone um as you say like new tracks so is it true that when uh dragon con comes out the furries come out (laughs) 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 you cannot have a conversation about dragon con without bringing up furries (laughs) i want to be a furry so bad furries absolutely rock but here here's the Here's the down low. Here's the skinny on the furries. Furries used to be a huge part of Dragon Con, but they have they have uh, they've died out recently in the past few years um, at Dragon Con. It's actually difficult to to just be walking around and find furries in the crowd anymore because they have their own convention now. They have See? their own yeah. I don't know exactly when it is or what it's called. But I remember several years ago, it was so much fun to spot furries and to go get your picture taken with them. And we made a game out of it. Yes. We actually had, there was one year where we had a game made out of, you have to have a game every year at Dragon Con. Oh, really? Didn't know this. And uh, I was hoping this would come up. So every year at Dragon Con, there's there's a game that, that my group of friends play with photos and everything to the extent that have to give a shout out to battle and brew if no one's ever been to battle and brew it's fantastic she got so excited when you said that i know right (laughs) for the record that's pretty much atlanta's favorite nerd bar there are a lot of them but that's like the like the famous it's a date we're going can we all just like go yes We're going to get dinner at Battle and Brew, so shout out. Yes. If you like gaming and you like good food and good booze, you got to go there. I and also saw they had Disney trivia. Trivia, trivia nights at Battle and Brew does uh, specific interest trivia nights yeah. every week. So look them up, go to their website, find out which night they do trivia and what interest each trivia event is and go. You will not regret it. But then, um, so... They actually have, if you go to their website, they actually have a photo um, scavenger hunt at Dragon Con every year that you can win prizes. But it is so much fun playing. Just download their um, list of of, uh, the treasure hunt. The, uh, uh, I just said it. What was it? A scavenger hunt. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Just download the list of what to get. Uh, pictures of and the rules and start taking photos you're gonna take the photos anyway we all know it you might as well have a contest to do it that is so i'm so excited so this is my first year actually going to dragon con this is actually my first virgin another person that i get to pop the cherry on dirty (laughs) um yeah so this is like the first con i've ever been to i'm like this massive nerd but i've never actually like done anything like this sure so i'm really excited i'm going only on saturday i'm going as a trekkie so how many years have i been telling you about dragon con i've lived in georgia for about six years so about six years exactly yeah i know and so i'm really excited so i'm really amped up to hear all like the stuff that i can expect to see um 
So with that being said, is there any experience that you had that was bad at Dragon Con? <laughs> oh, God, he laughs. Let's see. How much time do we have? <laughs> Give us, like, one, like, really intense experience that was, like, negative. Okay. Well, there are rules for Dragon Con. Okay? Is this, like, the Fight Club? Yes. It's exactly what it is. Okay? And... <laughs> the only rule about rule Dragon number Con one. is... We're breaking it. Rule number one at Dragon Con is never touch the handrails. Okay. Rule is that how number the two spread? is see rule number one. Never <laughs> touch the handrails. What do you mean don't touch the handrails? Okay. There are 60,000 people at Dragon Con. Oh. There are 60,000 sets of hands touching the handrails. Excuse Ew. me. 59,999 because I will not touch the handrails. Do not touch them on the escalators. Do not touch them in the elevators. And by all means, do not touch them in the staircases. Shit. I'm going to be the girl that you see spraying Lysol as she goes down the stairs. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So, I mean, the con crud is real. It is not a myth. Con crud is the sick feeling you get when a couple of days after you get home from Dragon Con. And it's because that people pass around their viruses, their colds, and they're just all around lack of sanitation. As you know? I cough. Yeah. So, but seriously, rule number one, rule number one at Dragon Con is wear comfortable shoes. You know, let's be practical here. It's a lot of walking. You're on your feet all day. You have numerous events that you need to get to. You're going to spend half the day standing in line. Okay, so wear comfortable shoes. If you can, if you're cosplaying and you can get away with those comfortable shoes, do it. Just do it. Wear comfortable shoes. I can't preach that enough. Okay. okay? Rule number two is don't touch those handrails unless or we're you back absolutely. At the handrails. <laughs> yeah, I'm not teasing. You know, so don't touch the handrails unless it's absolutely necessary. Carry some sanitizer with you. You know, I'm imagining somebody like falling down the stairs and going, no, I got the crud. I touched it. (laughs) Out of the 25 years that I've been going, I've had con crud twice and it wasn't fun to to go off. So there's a con crud. I also heard there's like cod, like con stink. Like when you all are like living in the same room, you really don't shower. That brings us to rule number three. Oh, shit. Rule number three is shower. (laughs) <laughs> shower people once a day shower you know it it especially for those cosplayers you know because i don't care what you think of yourself in a costume how badass you think you look oh God. but speaking of ass you that's what you're gonna smell like okay <laughs> you're so going to smell up. like ass all right and not that beautiful girlfriend ass that you know you want to smell like mm-hmm. you're going to smell like hot sweaty ass so okay? basically hobo on fire it is it is so it's just, hobo in pleather yes do us a favor do your roommate a favor okay do the person behind you in line that is sitting on the floor staring at your ass a favor shower okay shower it's that simple, okay? Now, rule number four. 
and this is really important, guys. I okay. cannot stress this enough. And Are this you going to say the rails again? No. Okay. <laughs> this is personal experience on high. Okay. And this this is deep and meaningful and heartfelt. Okay. okay? No jokes. Hallmark. Yes. Okay. This is the key to enjoyment at Dragon Con. Okay. All right? Do what you want to do when you want to do it. Do not wait on others and do not plan your scheduling around anyone else you will end up missing out on something oh, no. okay, okay. <laughs> and the reason that I say this and the reason that people have come up with this rule is because there's a lot of camaraderie at Dragon Con Dragon Con is a deeply personal experience for everyone you can go no matter what your interests are no matter what you are or who you are you're going to find something at Dragon Con that you enjoy I guarantee it. That's what I tell everyone. If anybody rolls their eyes at the experience of conventions, I always tell them, just come to Dragon Con one day with me. I will drop everything I'm doing just to help you find something that you will enjoy and put a smile That's on your so face. Sweet. You know? That's so sweet. But you're like the Gandalf of cons. If you I, I love it. <laughs> it's my favorite thing in the world for myself, but I also love taking a con virgin with me and helping them. Because I literally have been there and done that and love the experience of seeing it through the eyes of someone else, you yeah. know. But back to that rule, if you, the camaraderie is there, but people get caught up in the moment of what they're doing. And if they like to socialize and you're waiting to go to something and they want to stand there and talk and drink or something, let them and then you go to the event that you want to go to. Those rooms fill up quick. Oh, yeah. That's what you I know, heard. and fire marshals are hella important to those hotels. If that room caps off, that room caps off and those doors close, you mm-hmm. know. So don't wait on someone else. Don't, they don't let you hold the seats, you know, and things like that. It's grown so rapidly over the years that if you want to go to something, just say, meet me there. Okay. And then you go. Okay. So just remember that rule. Take it to heart and understand. So you asked me about bad experiences. Yes, I did. A bad experience centers around that rule. Um, It was in the early 2000s. And there was someone that went to Dragon Con with me that had gone to Dragon Con with me many, many, many years earlier. And we had not gone together in a long time. Um, since I had first started going in the early 90s. And I just thought this was going to be the shiz of all weekends, you know, because this person and I had been friends our, most of our lives together, yeah. but we had not gone to Dragon Con in many, many years together. And I was a pro by that time, <laughs> and he was not. And this person was like a level 10 party animal, right? And I am a level 10 Uber geek. I so this. I like to go do all of these things. So I had my schedule set and I just naturally assumed, and there's that word, assume, oh that God. he would be there to experience these things with yeah. me, right? And I had many, many other friends that were there as I do every year. So he wanted to drink, mingle, look at look and ogle at pretty people and constantly smoke and go out to the smoke uh, area and 
every time I said we've got to go to this event, he was like, well, one more drink and one more smoke. And the next thing you know, we're missing an event. Oh, no. Because I was constantly the parental figure going like, well, I'm not going to leave him alone. He's not going to find it if I go, or he's just not going to show up. And we ended up missing event after event that year. Oh, that sucks, And it upset me, and that was the end of that. Okay. So that's where that rule comes from. Okay. No. So that was a bad experience. I'm sorry. That's all right. I learned my lesson. Okay. And I teach it to others. Yeah, so, all right. So we got the rule. So that was your bad experience, and we learned from that, and that's where the rules have stemmed from, correct? Like, yes. Go do what your heart desires and stuff like that. And any bad, here's the wonderful thing about Dragon Con for me. I do have bad experience stories. Yeah. But the wonderful part about it is those bad experiences are all from personal experiences. They're all from uh, something that were caused by myself or circumstances that were wrapped around my life or the life of the people around me. Gotcha. There aren't horror stories that I have that involve the actual convention itself Okay. Or anyone that is associated with Dragon Con. So basically, Dragon Con is this well-oiled machine. Very like, much so. On it, time, runs smoothly. It's just the people in it sometimes right. that cause issues. And what's great about it is they're so um, in tune with their fan base that when they do encounter a problem, they try to fix it immediately and address it so that the next year it doesn't it doesn't happen again. I like that. Yeah, it's great. They're, they listen, too. When oh, there is perfect. a problem, they listen. They're yeah. not big enough to not listen to the little person. Exactly. That's awesome. So as you're going to these, let's say drag, you've been going to Dragon Con for 25 years, what is the most common costume you've seen when you go? I feel like Wonder Woman for me personally <laughs> is it. I feel like there's so many Wonder Woman pictures with you. <laughs> that's Exactly, and that's funny that you've <laughs> mentioned that because that is one of my annual traditions is I have to take my photo with every Wonder Woman I see. Oh, so you look for them. I look for that, yes. Okay, gotcha. Um, And it just stems back to my childhood because um, Wonder Woman was still, was on the air when I was growing up as a kid in the uh, late, late 70s. And yes, people, I am dating myself. And... um, (laughs) Uh, Wonder Woman was on the air in the late 70s and as beautiful as Linda Carter is and as wonderful a character as Wonder Woman is um, I was a little boy that just absolutely loved that show and I got my first chubby from watching I'm Wonder Woman I'm done with you yep. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, you know back now I think back I didn't know if I wanted to marry her or be her because I just love her so much. That's awesome. Yes, so I take my photo with every Wonder Woman I come across. Okay. So if those of you out there are listening and you're going to be dressed up as Wonder Woman in any incarnation of the character at all, seek me out. You can't miss me. I will be the guy smiling. That is awesome because... All right, so I did Dragon Con a little last minute. My goal this year was to actually go as Diana's sister. So you know the story how she was actually created from clay yes. and then she actually had a sister that was taken and raised by I believe Ares, is that correct? Um I I think. I'm she not She was actually black sure. and yes. I wanted to be her sister. I was like I'm going to go, I'm going to have this big curly hair and blah, blah blah as you can see I got lazy and I was just like I haven't made it but I think it's really do awesome. It. I'm going to do it actually. I definitely want to go as her sister. Um As far remember. as characters, what's the most common characters? 
Um, in the past two years, some of the drink there's a drinking game that you play um, at Dragon Con, and and it has had to morph over the years. But you know, if are you familiar with the Five O First? No. The Five O First is an incredible organization that is a Star Wars cosplaying fan club. I love. And Star it Wars. started at Dragon Con, and is it started here in Atlanta, and Five O First. So what is that? The 501st is a Star Wars cosplaying fan club that does a lot of charitable organizations, uh, donates to a lot of charitable organizations because it is a charitable organization itself. It has very strict um, guidelines on the costuming for it. Okay. And it's solely a an imperial fan club. Um, so it's you. it has a lot of stormtroopers and it you have to build your own costume and make your own costume or have it made for you by specifications and it's very strict but you they're very involved with all kinds of charities they'll make guest appearances anywhere that is needed um, in order to raise money for uh, most charities they're involved with a lot of children's hospitals they're worldwide now oh very cool yes it's incredible Um, so anyway it got its start here in Atlanta and at Dragon Con. So it's very big at Dragon Con every year. And it's called the 501st. Um, and so there's a lot of stormtroopers at Dragon Con. Okay, so that's like okay. the most common costume. So that has been big throughout the years. Gotcha. So the drinking game has always been whenever you spot a stormtrooper, you have to drink. I love this. Okay. And then, so there are three parts to the game. Stormtrooper, you have to drink. Okay. Gotcha. And then for some reason... Kilts are a big thing at oh, Dragon Con. I love a man in a kilt. I know, right? <laughs> so whenever you see a kilt, Sorry. you have to drink. Okay? Mm. And then... Can we drink just for talking about kilts? Because yes. I'm out of beer. Yeah, All right, true. let's get some drinks. And then, and then you know, um, and then in order for... What is it called when you have to finish your drink? Chugging it? Yeah, but when you're doing a drinking game, there's a specific name for it. And I can't remember what it is. But anyway, you know, like when everyone drinks, it's called a social and um, anyway. Okay. So, but if you, um, and then you have to, whatever the most popular costume is that year, which you have to predetermine before you start the game. We know what this one's going to be. It's going to be Harley Quinn. Or Joker. Yes. Yeah. Mr. J. Yes. Um, So you have to drink whenever you see that one, Mm -hmm. right? And we keep, we add one to it. We add one to it every year our version of the game where like anybody that thinks they're ahead of the curve because they're the coolest person ever you know because they think they're the hot shit who they think whoever they think is going to be the most popular damn hipster character next year but they're dressed up as them this year which you have to preset that character as well before you start the game you have to drink when you see that person too but When you finish, when the Uber get for this game okay. is if you see a stormtrooper in a kilt, you have to finish your oh drink. Oh my God. No I matter, think I just got a chubby. Yeah. No matter <laughs> how full your drink is, when you spot a stormtrooper in a kilt, it's not only a social, but you have to finish it. Everyone in the party. That is, that so is so the, awesome. That's one. So of any of you going as stormtroopers, grab a kilt. Yep. 
Make our friends drink. Exactly. You will see a lot of drunk people when there's a stormtrooper in a kilt walking around. I flippin' love this. So have you actually ever done any cosplaying? Because I know you go and... I do not do cosplay, and there's a story behind that, but it is going to be in my future. Okay. Yes. I I love it. I look very much forward to um, probably next Dragon Con 2017. There will probably be at least one, if not multiple bad ass costumes oh, so in my future the it, most common though after stormtroopers um last year there were so many deadpools running around <laughs> deadpool is the most common or was one of them last year and they get really creative with it and it's so amusing right like yeah. deadpools in hawaiian shirts and <laughs> there was a stormtrooper deadpool last year oh, that was shit. hysterical and uh, the female Deadpools, and those. one guy was there dressed as Deadpool with um, a uh, handicap um, dog, a service dog, Aww. dressed as Deadpool. That is awesome. And um, so the Deadpools last year were just incredible to the extent that they had prearranged a flash mob Deadpool conga line. And they went through, yep, they went through all three hotels one afternoon last year. And it was so awesome. awesome. It was hysterical. That is so awesome. So, yeah. I have to go. Oh, Mm -hmm. man. You do. I'm going to have to shell out the money for a last minute ticket. Do it. I was like, no, I got to save money this year. I can't go. I got to go. You really do. Do Saturday. I'm going to be there. We could all go. Yeah. That'd be so awesome. Okay, awesome. So I actually see a cosplayer. So I've uh, seen some of the, like the processes and all that, like how intense it is actually to cosplay. So he told me this funny story. His one of his first cosplays was he was a character from Princess Mononoke, mm-hmm. and he was telling me he's like, yeah. So we were like ironing out some parts of the costume, and well, we were trying to iron out some parts of the costume, and they didn't have an iron. So what they did was they took a pan. And they heated the pan oh up. Oh my gosh! And use it as an iron. I could not stop laughing. I was like, "Oh my god!" So you really Ingenuity. have to get yeah. You got really creative with that. And then also recently, he's working on um, a Captain America shield. We so- made a grilled cheese sandwich on an iron one year at Dragon Con. Wow. We were flat broke, and we had to be ingenuitive in order to eat. <laughs> So we made grilled cheese sandwiches in our hotel room with the iron, iron. that the hotel room supplied. I love that you actually use an iron to make a grilled cheese. Why he needed an iron and actually used a pan which you needed for a grilled cheese. Exactly. Look at this. Yep. Two worlds collided. That's that's a meta story right there. Man. That is awesome. <laughs> but yeah, so he's working on a shield and watching the amount of like craftsmanship you have to go through to make something. The minute like you make a mistake, you have to kind of start over. So... We had like a glue issue where the glue slid into another area and ruined all the hard work of the painting. So he had to get in the tub and do something called wet sandpapering or something. I don't, I'm probably using the wrong term and literally scrub off all the paint. Wow. The tub is now stained red. Nice. <laughs> but it's just, I think it's just so awesome how these people, people are so, they love this character so much that they literally invest all their money sure. and time into making something real. Last year, um, my daughter went to Dragon Con, and um, we she wanted to cosplay, and she 
wanted to do Kim Possible. And she oh my God, loves I love it. exactly. She looks she, great. She loves Kim Possible. Come and me, beat me if you we me. did it together. It was a wonderful bonding experience. She looks great. Um, she's a very artistic young lady. And we uh, did her entire costume, entire costume from Goodwill. And the entire wow. costume from head to toe cost. $12.86. Cosplaying on a budget. Exactly. And <laughs> she... That's a hashtag, by the way. Yes. I've and done that before, she actually. She crafted the belt and um, the communicator. She did the communicator all by hand with construction paper and cardboard and her artistic nature with markers and ink. That's and then girl. the belt, we did all with products we bought from Goodwill and spray paint. That is, I love that. Like cosplaying on the budget is probably like the most, most fun thing ever. So I went to a villain, heroes and villains birthday party. So me and my cousin were like, we're gonna be the villains because everyone's going as a hero. So she went as a Harley Quinn and I went as the best friend, which is Poison Ivy. So literally everything I got was in my closet. I had, luckily I, I randomly had green stockings, green shorts and a green t-shirt. And all I had to do was I went to Hobby Lobby and bought a bunch of like vines and all this great stuff. But like we literally made our costume out of $20. Yeah. And it actually didn't come out that bad. Yes. I just didn't have red hair, but you know. Um, I saw pictures of Lulu as um, Kim Possible and she looked amazing. Yeah, she Is knocked she going at something this year? Probably not. Okay. She she doesn't have any ideas yet, and if she gets one, it's gonna be she'd have to throw it together pretty quick. But yeah. not that I'm aware of. Yeah. Okay. Oh, but yeah. So you said that in the future you're gonna definitely cosplay. Do you I have, am. Do you have an idea of like your first cosplay? I do. I would love to be Captain Mal from Firefly. So never watched the show. I'm, I'm a let you huge take that. fan, huge fan of, of Firefly, Joss Whedon, and uh, that's what I want to do. Yeah. First of all, that's awesome. So thank you for doing that. Second of all, if you haven't been down here to Java Lords, mm -mm. that guy's doppelganger works there. No way. I'm not even kidding. The wow. guy looks exactly like Mal from Firefly. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I I, I feel the need for some coffee all of a sudden. <laughs> Yes. So Firefly is that show that only had one season, correct? Correct. Why and was that? Movie. Oh, so good. How, movie we is need Serenity. Another podcast. <laughs> we need another podcast for that. It it really is amazing. Um, I have to say, my favorite one is not Firefly. Uh, it's very very close, but the Dollhouse. Dollhouse was awesome. Yeah. It's just like Tink, you would love a whole that other level of yeah. good. That has faith from in that show, right? Eliza Dushku, who, by yeah. the way, is at Dragon Con this year. I saw that. Oh, so I have to go. So is James um, Mathers. Well, is that how you Marsden. say his name? Marsden. James I'm, Marsden. Can which we, can we edit that? My daughter and I... <laughs> I already lost my nerd card. Can we please? <laughs> yes. Eliza Dushku, James Marsden are going to be there this year, as well as James Leary, who is an actor from Buffy. Um, <gasps> can we and just... Wait, which one is he? James, he, he was always under makeup. Um, but he is a personal favorite of my daughter and I because we have an ongoing dialogue with him throughout the year. And um, we met him last year and had some pretty intimate conversations with him. Aww. And he has stayed in touch with us throughout the year. 
And um, so, so this year there's a group photo off with the three of them. Mm. And my daughter and I are going to do it. You paid that like a hundred and something dollars for It'll that? be 115 for Spike, Faith, and James Leary, who played Clem. Do you guys know Clem from Buffy? Mind he you, was one of Spike's friends that was a demon, and he had the wrinkly face and the yeah. floppy yes. ears. Yes! Yep. Oh my god, I'm re-watching yeah. Buffy, and yes. then I find out that they're bringing Buffy back? Is that what? right? I Maybe that was a dream that I had I'm last an, night? Yeah, Sorry. I'm <laughs> Let me take as, back. as big of a Whedon fan as I am, I would have heard that, and I have not heard that. Okay, I was dreaming so, last night really hardcore. So what yeah. happens when you have apple teenies and then fall that, asleep. Sorry, guys. <laughs> That would have been Hashtag like an basic instant slash nerd. I mean, the intersection. I would, I would have an instant geekasm if that was she true. She reads the comic books, dude. The comics are actually on point. Yeah. I'm really impressed with the extension where the show left off, where Buffy picks up in the comics. Like, the show was good. There were some seasons that were just excellent, and there were a lot of seasons that were like uh, that I I can't watch really it. bring myself to like go back and watch the whole Careful. thing. Careful. What? Watch it. I trust me I'm a huge <laughs> Buffy nerd huge I'm, like Buffy can ultimately do no wrong but oh, I there are some weeks. altar seasons. of Whedon yeah yes so trust me huge Whedon fan yeah. like that's where I became a nerd yes like I Ooh, good question honestly. what made us nerds there you go oh. okay so that so was- for me we're gonna say Buffy and Joss Whedon and therefore Joss Whedon because I kind of went off onto everything else he had done from yes. there for me I started more in the anime world. Let's say uh, Sailor Moon really was like the top notch of okay, my. Are we be- admitting that right now? Because if that's the case, I like that I too. I fucking <laughs> love Sailor Moon. And the fact that they brought her shit back, I was like, okay, Crystal, I'm going to watch you so hard. But no, like literally what started me was my, my anime. My dad was a huge Trekkie, so I grew up Woo-hoo! on Star Trek. Zoe Saldana, I love you. I know she's a new, I know she's newer, but like. I I grew up on Captain Picard, and the first time I ever seen Whoopi Goldberg was when she came out of that painting, and I was like, I'm gonna be you. Yeah. I'm gonna be you. So that's where my ner- so Sailor Moon and Star Trek, and then from there on, I got into the comic books because my dad was a, he would bring comic books home every day, awesome. and I would Father. secretly read them because they were really inappropriate. I was like, why do these girls have big boobs? I want big boobs. Because a man drew them. <laughs> and then now I've got boobs. I'm like, I wish I don't have boobs. Like, it was so crazy. That's what where I came in there. Awesome. Okay, my story time. All right. Do you my have story a, time. Do you guys have a box of hankies or Kleenex nearby? Oh, shit. oh god. We're about to. We're about, and I'm just about to get serious. <laughs> um, so, I I have asthma, and when I was growing up. I, I have two older brothers, and I'm the youngest of three. Okay. And uh, I have an amazing family. Thank you for that universe. Um, and my mother has passed on now, but my father is still with me. And um, when I was growing up, I was a sickly child due to my asthma. We didn't have the modern medications that we have now back then. Um, so uh, when I was eight years old, I was in the hospital for a lengthy stretch of time and I was having some very difficult breathing problems. And um, I was eight, so I was really young to be in a hospital. And it was one of those types of situations where both of my parents were working, had to, to support us. And it was one of those days where both parents had to go to work and no one could stay with me and they were really, really upset about it 
but both of their jobs were being threatened if they didn't go because they had both missed work due to me. And um, my mother was really upset because she didn't have a professional job because she was a chef and and things uh, back then. Really awesome chef, by the way. And um, she was a cook at that time. So it wasn't like a professional job. Uh, so if she missed work, they were going to fire her. So she gotcha. had to go to work. Well, my dad did work in the professional world, and there was something really, really important going on at his job, and he couldn't miss. So he was really, really worried about me uh, being there alone for like an eight-hour stretch. So to deal with his own guilt, which in retrospect, I wished that he didn't have to deal with it at all um, because if anything's going to happen, wouldn't, you know, your child is safe in a hospital as safe as they can be anyway. Um, He went out um, thinking, okay, if he's going to be there by himself, I want him to be as busy as possible and to have his mind off of his sickness, right? And off of being alone. So he bought a stack of comic books for me. And there were probably 10 comics, you know? Yeah. And in that stack were several Spider-Man and ah, several Batman. Gotcha. And I had never read a comic book before that. And he brought them to the hospital that morning. And he said, I want to introduce you to this. And I would like for you to go ahead and, and read these. And this will keep you company. And he brought some coloring books also. And in that stack of coloring books was Star Wars coloring books. Oh, God. And I was Got already into Star Wars. So I have to preface this story um, by saying that Star Wars is really the reason I'm a geek. But this particular story is what's heart-touching to me. Yeah. Um, And throughout the day, I just absolutely became engrossed in Spidey and Batman. And after that, I was hooked. And when my dad got off work and came back that day to the hospital... Um, I proceeded to read to him the comic books that he Aww. he bought me. Yeah. And I remember when I was reading to him, my dad has always been, no matter how old he is, it could have been when he was in his 30s, just like it is now when he's an older man. Yeah. He could fall asleep at the drop of a dime, just sitting in a chair, right? Gotcha. And I was reading to him these comics that he had bought me and I just knew he was going to be asleep, right? Even as an eight-year-old young kid. Yeah. And I look over, and he was absolutely mesmerized at me reading to him. And not only was he mesmerized, but there was a tear streaming down his face, you know? Mom. And I not only remember that ingrained in my brain, but I associate it with mm-hmm. Spider-Man and Batman, you know? Gotcha. And that was a bonding moment between me and my father. And my father has always been encouraging of me with my geeky interests and supportive of me in every endeavor I ever did. And here he has two older boys that are just sports fanatics, that are athletes and everything else, you know. And he was very supportive of them. And your stereotypical father figure that is out there coaching and you know driving their kids back and forth to ball games and things like that he was that person too yeah you know but he also 
was taking me two cities away just to go to a comic book store at least once a month. He was taking me two cities away just to go to a movie theater at least once a month. You know, he was always doing that. So from eight years old on, I was hooked into the comic book world. I love it. And it's all because of my wonderful, wonderful father. That is probably one of the best stories I've heard on this show. Oh, I love Thank that. That's, I appreciate that. That was awesome. And my dad is still with me today. He is a he really and cool I, guy. He and I live together, and he's one of my best friends ever. And that's Aww, that's right. how it's that's so the cute. kind of dad I try to be as well. I think you definitely succeeded in that for sure. I'm reading this comic book called The A-Force right now, and it's a basically it's the Avengers, but all female, and it's run by the She-Hulk, also known as Jennifer, and she's a lawyer, and it is so badass. I have a comic book drawer at work. That's awesome. And it's full of the A-Force. Oh, I love so it. So it's the A-Force. The A-Force. And it is a Marvel book. It is a Marvel book, and then I also am reading um, Shadow Kitty, not Shadow Kitty, Hellcat, Hellcat. Which is, I think she just doesn't get enough love. She's, she's such a badass. Poor Hellcat. She, I know she had a terrible relationship with the son of Satan, but you know what? You can't yeah. judge her off of that. She's so cool. <laughs> she's so much more than her relationship with the son of Satan. She, right? Well, she was I, a I, badass I, yellow suit. I've always thought that Satan is misunderstood. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Even though I'm all about that show Lucifer, good lord, that guy's oh, hot. So first of all, speaking of Lucifer... <laughs> I'm a huge fucking Neil Gaiman nerd. So, oh, oh my awesome. god. Yes. Lucifer is a spin-off of the character Lucifer that shows up in his series The Sandman, right. which really? I'm reading right now. I'm almost done with it. Fucking fantastic. Yeah. So, if you have a chance to read that series, drop everything and do it. I it will change your life. I am extremely excited for American Gods. That is coming out. I mm-hmm. believe it's either Showtime or Stars. I'm not. I can't remember off the top of my head. So one of the best books there, ever written. They're making yes. a show out of it. If, if anybody out there has not read this novel, it is an incredible Neil Gaiman novel about gods, uh, deities that no longer are worshipped, and they just roam the earth and have normal everyday lives. What? Yes. Why have I not read this and book? Well, normal within a, yeah. Well, yeah, I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. um, And uh, they they no longer have purpose or Mm, are trying to find their purpose now. Um, And uh, they, one of the cable networks are making a television show based on it. And it has a fantastic showrunner. And I'm not, I can't remember who it is, but um, look it up. It's going to be, it's supposed to be, it's getting great word of mouth and it hasn't even aired yet. So there's one clip that's been released and Oh, I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's it's good. It looks good like the preview that they've released. Um I think that they've done a strong character. I really hope the one thing that I love so much about Neil Gaiman's work is just how honestly how the person you think is the main character is never the main character. You know, it's always through a perspective. And you get very attached to that perspective, and that person's really important, but they're never really the center of the story. He does a fantastic job with that, in addition to making this so incredibly believable and constructing a world that parallels so closely with our own. In a world. (laughs) In a world. Um, Yeah, so I I really hope that that's something that they can reflect in the show. I mean, I feel like that's going to be the challenge, ultimately, with applying any kind of Neil Gaiman's work, like, to the screen, that's the issue. 
I love how this just spinned off to all of our nerdums. Like, it was like, we're going to talk about cons. No, we're going to explore what makes us us. I love it. <laughs> I need to read this book. By the way, flashback, the oh, God. name of the convention in North Carolina. <laughs> um, and it's in Charlotte, not in Raleigh, was the Mad Monster Party. Oh. It's a fantastic convention. It's gaining speed. Um, it was small. I didn't get to go to it in, this year in 2016, but it's a fantastic little convention. If anyone wants to check it out, it's usually in March oh, cool. every year, and um, it was fantastic. My daughter and I had a great time. They had a fantastic um, midnight viewing of the Rocky Horror Picture Show, and it was set up in a wedding tent mm. out in the parking lot, and it was with... Um, three of the stars it was with Barry Bostwick who was Brad and Magenta and um gosh I feel like I'm forgetting everything but three (laughs) three of the stars were there that night and they actually got up on stage and sang with the oh that's so cool with the the track with the movie and um they unlike they do here in Atlanta here at Dragon Con they were selling prop bags for like three bucks right oh, and cheap. it came with everything to throw and lyrics and it Aww. was it was fantastic so mad monster party that is so cool that's a con- the name of the horror convention in charlotte so we know oh, do you yeah i was just gonna say for this episode it sounds like we've got a lot of recommendations so i will compile them and put them in the show notes um so that if you guys are curious about some of the things that we're talking about you can click on the links that i'll provide and Check it out. That's awesome. We'll also talk about what we're drinking because my beer just exploded. Oh, that's awesome. What, what, what are you drinking? It's a local Atlanta or Alpharetta, I should say, Jekyll Hop Dang Diggity, but it's the pineapple habanero. Oh, so it is very spicy? fizzy. Is that spicy? beer? It's a little bit. It's got some heat to it. Right? Yes. No. It's beer. Sorry, I can't. Mm. And then well, obviously, it's weird. in a good way. Hmm. <laughs> Okay, so the Vortex here in Little Five Points serves it on draft, and it is phenomenal on draft. It's good in the bottle, too, but better. Orpheus is always a solid choice, and that's the other beer we're drinking. I like Orpheus. I've been to their little, um, what do you call that thing? I like, I like Orpheus also. I Where thought he was at? the best thing about <laughs> the Matrix. <laughs> oh, I got what you're saying. No, what is that thing? Where do you make beer at? The brewery? Yeah, it's a nice brewery. It's really small. Sorry, guys. You know, I forget human words when I start oh, drinking. I meant to. And then starts dancing when she can't remember things. I know. I'm like, come on, ring. Come <laughs> on. Okay, so... Look. Yeah, let's get some more Dragon Con. So, Dragon Con. This year, I'm really excited. So, what do you think this year is going to be the top five costumes? We already oh, wow. know. I think it's going to be Harley Quinn and I Joker. I think you're absolutely right. Harley and Joker. Um... I, really, just anything from Suicide Squad. Uh, okay, so we got Harley Quinn, Mr. J. Yes. Uh, we also have Deadshot, the Enchantress. Somebody help me. <laughs> I I guess that would be it. I mean, none of the other ones really stood out. I, I hope somebody can do a really good face paint of El Diablo. Oh, yeah. You know, um... So definitely Suicide Squad. You know there's going to be a shit ton of Batmans. Maybe. I mean, there's there's not a shit ton of Batman at Dragon Con. Oh, really? No, so there usually content. isn't because it's such a difficult costume to put together. Um, so 
you know. Um, I saw a lot of. I think there'll be a lot of Donald Trumps, oh, to be shit. honest with you. I bet I there will be. I think there'll be a lot of dissing Donald Trump this that. year. Last yeah. year, last year we had a lot of scorpions for some reason. Mortal really? Kombat? Yeah. I, I mean, I my friend was dressed as scorpion, so like, of course, every scorpion came to talk to us. But, mm-hmm. you know, um, it's, I just ran into a lot of them. There's a ton of Disney princesses. Mm. And um, my favorite, America. my favorite is there was, I've seen them many years, the same group of guys that are really burly and really facial hair, like huge. I call them great big fuck off beards. You <laughs> yeah. Know? Uh, not, not like, um, uh, not like the beards that are in now with like, what are the trendy, what do you call those trendy guys that they're hipsters, hipsters, not like the hipster beards, but like guys that are just like loggers that just like, you know, let their beards grow and grow and grow. I love it. But there's a group of guys that dress up as Disney princesses every year. That's that do awesome. That. Yeah. My friend, um, actually he's going this year and he's going as a mix of Rainbow bright and rain and Rambo. <laughs> so he's got like this big massive beard. Rambo is he bright. Calling, yeah, <laughs> yes, he is calling it Rambo he bright. It. He beat me to it. Damn. So yeah, he's got like this big burly beard, like these big blue eyes, and he's got like that blue dress on and like the stockings or whatever the hell that girl wears socks, I think. And then it has like the Rambo thing and a gun. I'm like, this is fantastic fantastic and i think he's got like some ratty blonde wig too but the I'm... mashups the character mashups are my absolute favorite Ooh. last year i got because they're so creative you know last year i got a fantastic photo a candid photo of a couple at the elevator bank and they didn't realize i took their photo um and they were the female was primping the male um they weren't posing or anything and they didn't think anyone was around. So I had to take the photo. Right. Yeah. And she was princess Leia and he was Chewbacca. Right. And it it was a great Chewbacca. He was in stilts and everything. Right. And I guess it was a, he who knows in a Chewbacca costume, but they were mashed up with beauty and the beast. So he was beast. Right. With the, with the prince jacket. Oh, and everything. I love that. And she was Belle, but it was a white gown instead of the yellow classic oh, gown. Oh, that is so yeah. clever. I'm in love. And- I can show you all the picture. Yeah, it would be great. Oh, man, that'd be awesome. It is. It was fantastic. And those mashups like that are incredible. Yeah, so character mashups are the best because of how creative the cosplayer can get with them. There's absolutely no limitation to your own imagination when it comes to these. Last year, the number of Deadpools that were walking around were beyond count. Mm. But what people did with the Deadpools was amazing. You know, there would be Star Wars Deadpools. There would be all kinds of Deadpools walking around. You know, um, Deadpools in Hawaiian shirts. Mm. Deadpools in in all kinds of different costumes. It was fantastic. So when you mash those up you know oh there was a star trek deadpool oh cool (laughs) yeah um all kinds of things when you mash up those ideas and try to merge your own interests and and merge the fandoms there's just absolutely no uh limit or ceiling on what can happen there Hmm. makes sense so i know we're kind of pressed for time here so for your last story i would pick your favorite what do you want to talk about 
you know, Dragon Con is just such a melding pot of of commonality and as well as dissimilar interests. Mm -hmm. And I think that if you just approach it that way and realize that when you go there, you're just going to meet so many different walks of life and so many different uh, people and so many different interests. And if you go there with an open mind and you go there with the aspirations to get turned on to something new and mm. and have the the uh, perspective of being able to go to something that maybe you've never seen before, mm -hmm. you can walk away from it with uh, the idea of something new that you have another 12 months of to learn about until the next Dragon Con and then mm -hmm. be excited about it another year that the next year you might be an expert in what it was that you just learned about. Yeah. You know? And that's absolutely fantastic. And with the number of years that I've been going, there are numerous things that I had never even heard of by going to Dragon Con, you know? Yeah. And Dragon Con goes on 24-7 during those four days every year. Uh, a lot of people call it Dragon Con After Dark. Uh, there used to be an actual track that was called Dragon Con After Dark, but it really isn't. Um, anymore called that but there are rock concerts mm -hmm. there are raves there are all kinds of bands that perform at dragon con the music alone that goes on there is so fascinating um there are all kinds of things that you can do overnight there there are parties that go on that are themed there's a back to the future party the star wars party is awesome it's called the last rave on alderaan <laughs> every year and it's hysterical you know there are meet and greets there that are based on different interests like star wars and star trek and all kinds of things like that um you can go there if you're a writer or you're interested in writing there are seminars and there are workshops that go on there there's even like the the time that I went, I've only been once, but they had all kinds of science seminars um, talking about modern technology and advances in technology. And they had like women's issues and they had really yes, just anything definitely. that you can think of. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I was even the very first time I was ever introduced to B&D and S&M. It was <laughs> at Dragon Con, yeah. oh, wow. you know, and uh and everything it's just all kinds of things there are there's stuff that go on there that there's martial arts mm, that go on yep. there you know there's all kinds of things i am not a gamer but there's dragon con is a huge gaming convention as mm. well and it can be set top board top games it can be electronic gaming uh, of course video games but it's also role playing and rpgs mmors all kinds of things and I don't get into that world but that's the world that it that it, Dragon Con has been centered around you know I remember one year we were going to the costume contest which is called the masquerade and I can't remember where it used to be held but this was back in the 90s when uh, Dragon Con was only at the Atlanta Hilton and the costume contest was being the masquerade was being held at an off-site place and you had to walk a couple of blocks to get there and we were there's two parts to this story that's so funny 
One is as we're walking throughout the hotel and we're walking at night to the masquerade, there were these, I could have sworn I kept seeing something out the corner of my eye. And, and I keep looking and there were people skulking around and they were like, every time you look, they would like hide behind something. So I turn and I look. Okay, first of all, that's really scary. But second of all, that's also funny in the It is. It was hysterical because they weren't good at it. Okay. So you would look and they, it would be like a guy that's like six, four and 300 pounds trying to hide behind a signpost. Right. <laughs> and, and something like that, you know, and I'm like, what is going on? And they're like, oh, those are the vampire, the gathering people. And I'm like, what is oh. that? And they're like, it's a role playing game based on vampires. Well, it became huge. Right. Yeah. So that was the first time I had ever heard of, um, of LARPing. That was the very first time I had ever heard of LARPing. Yeah. Uh, live action role playing for those out there that aren't familiar with what I'm talking about. So, so that that was that. That's the that's the end of that story. <laughs> and this is the exact same year. Uh, so we're that I'm telling about this story as well. So we're walking to the masquerade and there is someone directly outside, um, not at the entrance to the building, but maybe at that corner of the sidewalk and they're handing out these cards that look like playing cards not a business card but they look like playing cards Mm. and i'm like what the hell is this and they're like oh it's a new card game you're gonna love it this is an exclusive that you can only get here at dragon con and i'm like okay and i look at it and i'm like what do i do with this what the hell is it and it was for something that was called magic. I didn't know what that was, oh. you know? And I'm like, I don't want this. And I just threw it down. And there were like dozens of them on the ground because everybody else had just thrown it down. Lo and behold, years later, I find out that it was some exclusive card that you could have only gotten there that night oh or something. God, no. I have no idea if it's valuable. I have no idea if that was even the truth, that it was an exclusive card you could only get at Dragon Con. That probably wasn't true. But yeah, I had in my hand some sort of magic card that you could only get there, you know, that was some sort of exclusive card the year that it came out. You know, but just didn't hang on to it. Yeah, (laughs) the hobos did though. All right. Well, I know that you, again, have a time crunch here. So we're going to go ahead and wrap things up for you. I'm your host, Beeps. I'm Tink. And I'm Mr. J. And you don't know me. Thanks for tuning in, guys. If you love what you hear on the show, make sure to leave us a five-star rating and a review. Also, we'd love to hear back from you guys, too. So if there's something that you want to see in the show, please just shoot us a message either on our website, which is YDKM Podcast, or on social media anywhere at YDKM Podcast. All are great ways to reach us, and we would love to hear from you. As usual, the music in this episode is courtesy of bensounds.com. That's B-E-N-S-O-U-N-D-S.com. 